I want to welcome you to day one of our look through Ephesians chapter six in daily drive time devotions. We're going to be looking at verses one to three today and really taking up where we left off last week. You might remember last week we talked about the fact that spirit-filled living is unselfish living, and it impacts us. It impacts the way we talk to each other. It impacts the way that we thank God. It also impacts our relationships. And we began to look at what it means to be unselfish in our relationships. The Bible calls us being submitted to one another in our relationships. Last week, we looked at marriage. Husbands, make the unselfish choice to sacrifice. Wives, make the unselfish choice to respect. That's what it means to love, and that all grows out of being filled with God's Spirit. To try to make these unselfish choices selfishly, based on my own energy and strength, that's not going to get me anywhere. But depending on God's Spirit in me, God's strength through me, I, I can do things that only, uh, only Christ could do in me. As we start this week, we're going to look at a couple of other relationships the first few days that have to do with unselfishness. Paul also paints the picture of what it means for parents and children to be unselfish, and then the picture of what it means for slaves and owners to be unselfish. And in our day, we're going to talk about what it means for workers and bosses to be unselfish in their relationship with one another. But at the beginning, today, verses 1 to 3, we're going to focus on parenting. The truth of the matter is, everybody has an opinion about parenting. Especially grandparents have opinions about parenting. Now, you're going to do it too when you become a grandparent, even if you're really young now, just there, there's that day coming. We all have opinions, but the truth is, what we want to know is, what does God have to say about it? What does the Bible have to say about parenting? What, what clear directions does the Bible give us? There are a lot of choices that I might have as a parent. Am I going to give my child a bologna sandwich or a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch? The Bible doesn't say anything about those kinds of choices. But what about the most important things? What does the Bible have to say about what it means to be a parent who is unselfish and a child who responds to a parent in the, in the right kind of way? Our, our goal these next couple of days are going to, is going to be to understand the simple truth by which we can understand everything that we need to know about parenting and also evaluate everything we hear about parenting that's out there. There's, there's so many ideas how do I know which ones are, are of God? How do I know which ones are of Satan? How do I know which ones are just human opinion? We're, we're going to see some evaluation points these next couple days. We're going to be able to, as we look at these simple scriptures, hear some things about choices you and I can make about attitudes that will better our parenting. Or if you're not yet a parent, how I can, how I can pray for parents. You know, if you're not yet a parent, if you think I may never be a parent, you can still pray for parents because you realize the importance of what they're doing. And understanding what the Bible has to say about parenting informs your prayers for parents. Truth of the matter is, when it comes to families, a lot of us look at our families and we see, uh, we see the cracks, we see the brokenness, we see that things just aren't perfect. A lot of our families are like what I would call antique furniture. The beauty is still there, but it's hidden, hidden underneath the dust of silence and the cobwebs of maybe even bitterness. And many times families are in need of restoration. Every family needs this from time to time. What do we need to do? Well, someone needs to strip off the old cracked finish to reveal the natural beauty, God's beauty that's underneath. Some oil is needed for rusty hinges, some sanding on doors that have remained closed too long. Things can become beautiful again. Some people give you the idea that in a relationship, when things don't work, you should just get rid of it. When it gets old, you just junk it. But families are like valuable antique furniture. You don't junk them. They're just too valuable. They're too beautiful. You restore them. And you restore them by recognizing what God has to say. 
Now, what does God have to say about parenting? Well, he begins in verses 1 to 3 by talking about what children are supposed to do. If you're going to be a good parent, it begins by understanding what does God have to say about being a good child in a family. Ephesians 6, 1 to 3, here's what the Bible says. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Now, here's the simple principle. I must understand how God wants my children to respond to me. If I'm going to be a good parent, I've got to understand how God wants my children to respond to me. And the Bible says here, here's how they're to respond. In their actions, obedience. In their attitude, honor. In their actions, obedience. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So that means any parenting technique that I hear out there, any book, any any system that leaves out obedience for a child is outside of the directed will of God for what it means to be a great family. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Now, I, I love the phrase, in the Lord. You do it in the Lord. For children, that means that's where the strength comes from. To, to be obedient to your parents, even as a child. One of the first ways you learn to trust Jesus as a child is in obeying your parents. And where are you going to get the strength to do that? You ask Jesus for the strength to do that. That's, that's the strength that a six-year-old, an eight-year-old can ask for. In fact, that I, I know you're hoping that they ask for. It also notes here in this phrase, obey them in the Lord. It notes that the parent isn't the Lord. You're recognizing Jesus is the Lord of both of you. There are some parenting systems out there that somehow feel like or have the sense of, or some parents that even act like somehow they're the Lord. They can tell their child to do anything they want, even if it's biblically wrong. And somehow they are the owner of their child in that sense. Well, the Bible doesn't teach that at all. It says that all this relationship happens in the Lord, which means when it goes terribly bad, sometimes in a child-parent relationship, we say, well, in the Lord, we, we need to go in and, and get this fixed, whatever it takes. If there's abuse, if there's physical abuse that's going on, that means there might even be need to be a separation that happens because of what's happening. But 99% of the time, that's not what's happening in families. What's happening is the normal thing. Children have a tough time obeying because just like all of us, they're selfish. They want what they want. But one of the ways I learn to grow closer to God, closer to Christ, is by submitting to others in relationships. And the way that that starts for a child is by learning to become obedient to their parents. That means kids can't do anything they want. That means when you ask them to obey you as a parent, you're really inviting trust in Christ in a very real way in their lives. You're helping them to understand what that means. In their actions, obedience. In their attitude, honor. Honor them. The Bible says the, the role of a child in a family is to honor their parent. And they're honoring the role of their parent. Now, they're honoring an imperfect parent. They may not recognize it, or, or they may recognize it already, but the truth is there is no such thing as a perfect parent. But you can still honor their role no matter what. You honor who they are. I can still remember when I first became a believer in Christ later in high school, an older teenager. Neither of my parents were Christians at the time, so I, I couldn't honor their relationship with Christ, and I, I was trying to figure out what did it mean to, to, to honor them as, as, as my parents? I mean, how could I honor them when they didn't know Christ and I did know Christ? And I have to admit, I, I became a little bit spiritually prideful for a, a, an amount of time, and that was no honor at all to them. 
How can I honor them? Well, I, I found out when I allowed Jesus to direct me and I began to, to vacuum the living room, even though my mom didn't ask me, or do something out in the backyard, even though my dad didn't say, you need to do this. They felt honored in that. And they also recognized, wow, God must really be real. I mean, if, if Tom is doing this, although I'm not asking him, there, there's something real in this. You see, honor isn't telling somebody else what's wrong with their life. It's honoring who they are in your life. The Bible says you honor them because this is the first commandment with a promise. Now, before we go into that more deeply, let me just say this catches a lot of people. They look through the Ten Commandments and they go, wait a minute, wait a minute, this, this one about parents, this isn't the first commandment. It, it begins with honoring God. What, what, what does this mean, this is the first commandment? Well, read it carefully. This is the first commandment with a promise. In the list of Ten Commandments, this is the first of the ten that has a promise attached to it. That's what this is saying here. And the promise is, is of God's blessing. In fact, thinking about that promise, if you look at Ephesians 6, these first three verses through the eyes of a parent, you can see three things that we all need to teach our kids. We need to teach them the discipline of obedience, the pleasure of doing the right thing, and the promise of God's blessing as we follow him. The, the, the discipline of obedience, obey your parents. All, all my life, there's somebody I'm going to have to obey in some way, somebody's orders whom I'm going to have to follow. It may be I'm in the military and it's a, it's a, it's a sergeant. It may be that I am uh, working in a company and it's a CEO. It may be that I am working in a school and it's a principal. But there's someone that I'm going to have to follow. And the discipline of obedience is one of the things that we learn in families. This word obey that's used here, it literally means to hear under. The ability to listen and to respond to another person's direction, that is an important life skill. We also teach the pleasure of doing the right thing, that when I do the right thing, there is joy that comes into my life. There is honor that comes to the other person. And we're also teaching the promise of God's blessing for following him, that it may go well with you and that you may live long on this earth. Quality living, that it may go well with you. Quantity living, that you may live long on this earth. You see, when it comes to parenting, the first thing to understand is children. That's where it always begins. And the first start, place to start in prayer. We're going to pray tomorrow for our, you and I who are parents. But we need to start by praying for our kids. So let's take a few moments to do that right now. And if you're not a parent, pray for kids that you know. And pray, Lord, I pray for these kids. I pray you'd help them to understand what it means to obey. And help me to understand that. And not to shrink from that but instead to give them the opportunity to obey in ways that help them to grow closer to you. It's an important life skill, God. Help them to learn it. And Lord, I pray for these kids also, that you'd help them to understand what it means to honor. Even though we're not perfect as parents, God, when, when honor happens, there is a blessing that goes with that. Lord, you say that all this happens in you, so I pray that you would give them the strength in you, whatever age they are, to know that they can do this, they can choose this. And when it gets hard, and when it gets hard, help them to turn to you in simple prayer and to find that, God, you are one that they can trust. More than anything, we pray, Lord, that through our parenting, you'd help our kids to learn, Jesus, that you love them and that they can trust you. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Well, join us tomorrow. We're going to focus even more on what these verses have to say about parents.